0: Welcome to the Stronger Than Your Boyfriend podcast for everyone who wants to sift through the bullshit in fitness so they can move better and be stronger, but especially for those who are sick of mansplaining and want to claim their space in the industry. We are your hosts, Katie and Heather of Barpath Fitness, a couple of gay girls with over 20 years combined experience as trainers and coaches. We have degrees and stuff too, but most importantly, we work with people daily on moving better and getting stronger. Yes, we are married and we are business partners. It's been that way since 2016. On this podcast, we mix a little ranting with a little science and a lot of industry experience, helping you navigate the fake news and toxic misinformation that permeates the fitness industry. So today we want to talk about when the fitness industry becomes toxic. This topic has to be done early because it relates so much to our mission and values. So first, because this podcast is going to get real very fast, let's take a second first to just talk about what lights us up or why we still love working in the industry and with people in fitness.
1: Yeah. So for me and why I continue to coach clients and why I still love it is, you know, this this has changed for me in my many years of training clients, but the main thing that I come back to is just helping people get strong and help people get out of pain. Um, it's so important for people um, to live an optimal life. And this is probably one of the best ways to do that. So it having clients share their experiences with me, like they feel like they're getting stronger, you know, they're they don't have any back pain anymore and they're able to do deadlifts pain-free and do all these movements in and outside the gym pain-free it just makes a such a big difference in their quality of life which is what we're all about you know everyone likes to look good everyone like likes to, you know, post sexy pictures on Instagram, but really if you're living in pain and you're not strong, you're not going to going to live your best life. So, that's what really lights me up and what still lights me up when I get, you know, new clients or, you know, working with my my current clients. And also, you know, everyone has their own specific goals, so a lot of, you know, for example, a lot of my women or female clients they want to work towards their first pull up and i have i've had many clients get their first pull up when training with me and that's such an exciting experience i have a couple other clients who they you know when covid hit they didn't have access to a ton of equipment anymore and they wanted to shift their focus to more skill-based. So they wanted to learn how to train a handstand. And now I have a few clients who are kicking up and holding handstands when they would, you you know, a, a couple of years ago, they were afraid that they would fall on their face and would never go upside down. Kind of like me when I first started training handstands, but those are just a few or a couple examples of, you know, what really keeps me going as a coach. And, you know, it grounds me when I, you know start to get upset about the bullshit in the fitness industry that stuff really really keeps me going yeah I think for me too um it's the little
0: things like seeing a client understand how to pull slack out of the bar for the first time or like get understanding wedging into the bar or something like that um but also the community that you can build in the space has been huge for me so like getting people to like form that team mentality and kind of connecting people from different backgrounds that can really happen in the fitness space, which is super exciting. Um, I also get a lot from training trainers just cause I've been doing it for a long time. So like <laughs> when an instructor nails the 32 count for the first time in group fitness is very exciting for me, um, or little things like that, or when a trainer is able to connect with their client and explain something in a way that clicks, um, and use a different, a different cue. That's always exciting. So now let's talk about the bullshit. How about I it? Love the bullshit. Let's get into it. Here we go. <laughs> um, so one of the problems with the fitness industry um, that really kind of bothers me is the, um, resistance training is so important um, and movement is so important for healthy living, injury reduction and improved quality of life. Right. But all of that is lost in the image and the marketing and the weight loss messages People tend to find exercise because they want to look a certain way, not because they want to feel good. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But once people are in and learning, we as coaches and trainers and fitness people need to teach them about the intrinsic benefits of exercise, along with the physically life changing benefits of resistance training. There is this movement where social media uh, with social media, where fitness has become not just lifting weights, but also like getting dolled up and talking to your camera and all of these other things and, you know, being sponsored by certain things and there's nothing wrong with it. Um, but I think it puts pressure on people sometimes, um, to, kind of do more with their social media and think that fitness has to be this whole like clicky thing, um, where if you don't have the right lighting or the right eyelashes on or whatever, you're not going
1: to be able to, you know, get on camera and like talk about your fitness journey, as they call it. I would say I would kind of intervene here and say that it's not even that it feels like you have it you have to be a part of this clique, but the social media influencers who are doing this and partaking in this, and again, it's not one individual's fault, it's creating this the the necessity to be in these clicks it's not even it's not even the the act of doing it it's more of like oh well now we have to be pitched against each other or I need to look better than this person so Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and that is totally not what it's about so and it can be very damaging to someone who
0: is just trying to like figure out fitness and wants to just be healthier and live a better life and get stronger for them to scroll through and think oh this isn't me like this this doesn't fit me like this I don't see myself in this realm. And so yeah, just something we kind of wanted to point out that that sucks <laughs> and we're hoping, you know, we'll change over time, but social media makes
1: it hard. Yeah, and it, along with with that, and as far as the why for training goes, it's not just about your image. Like I said, you know, it's it's totally fine to want to look good and want to have, you know, good body composition and train for aesthetics. Like we all want to look good naked. But if you're living in pain, these there are there are ways to fight that. There are specific ways to train and strengthen the muscles and move your joints through a full range of motion that can literally eliminate your back pain, your knee pain, your hip pain. And these, you know, I say these three because these are the most common cases that we see. And not every case, of course, can be completely healed by, you know, strength training properly. You know, you might need some outside intervention from maybe a specialist, you know, a physical therapist or, you know, in some cases you might need surgery. But if you have exhausted every other option through good programming with a good coach, then you can really, uh, you know, add that benefit to your life and to your training. Um, but, you know, like I said, most people can feel massive decrease in pain, um, if not complete elimination. I've seen it with my clients, my in-person clients and my online clients. So, yeah, some people don't realize that as you age, your metabolism slows down. And the only way to fight that is with resistance training. Um, this will, you know, your your muscle is expensive tissue And it requires calories to keep, to keep that muscle on you. So you need to eat, you need to resistance train, you need to sleep and manage your stress. Like those are the four pillars of basic health. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. I, just to like piggyback off that, I was just in Portland for a conference recently and I had this awesome Uber driver. Um, he was great. Uh, we had a great conversation about a ton of stuff, but one of the things, every time I talk to people, it seems like we end up talking about fitness at some point, um, And one of the things he told me was he felt like earlier in life, he could just like change his diet a little bit or move a little bit more. If he felt like he was gaining weight or his body composition was changing And then he was like, after 40, that no longer seems to happen. (laughs) And so I asked him about resistance training. And that wasn't something that he thought of when he thought of exercise, right? He thought of cardio, he thought of dieting, he thought of he didn't think of weights, resistance training, things like that. People don't realize that fighting aging and increasing your metabolism and increasing your bone density and gaining muscle mass is the way to go when it when you want to kind of reverse that aging and like, improve your metabolism and be healthy for life. So I mean, all the cardio and dieting in the world will only slow your metabolism down. So it it doesn't really solve the problem in the long run. Not that it's bad for you. There's always benefits to cardiovascular health, but it's not usually what we want to do for the goal we're going after when trying to change our body composition.
1: Yeah. And I want to go back to, you know, the fitness industry, you know, being, creating this toxic nature around that. And we are seeing a lot of change within it, as in, you know, more women are lifting weights and they understand that. It's just the image and bullshit of social media that kind of uh, bastardizes, for lack of a better word, the importance of what we're talking about here. So uh, I really think that right now, and we've been talking about this with some some colleagues and just, you know, amongst ourselves The fitness industry is going through a really weird time right now. Um, You know, it it might be because of COVID and the lockdowns, but a lot of our friends and colleagues who are good coaches and good trainers are having trouble finding clients. Um, And we think it's because everyone and their grandmother wants to be an online coach now because of the internet, which the internet is great. It allows us to to do that online. But, you know, they... (laughs) They think they can, you know, these, these people who just like to work out and they have abs, you know, they are like, you know, do my 20 day challenge. And they think that it qualifies them as a coach when it's complete bullshit. And they have no business training other people just because they like to work out and they got results doing it. And they don't know, they have no experience coaching others. Like that is the name of the game when it comes to, you know, being a good coach, being a good trainer um, and in f- having a good coach or a good trainer is the experience. So if you're following people who just show their abs on Instagram, like, ooh, they lift up their shirt and they're like abs and they say, I don't know, rest day or something cheeky on Instagram just for their followers, like, I would just take all of that with a grain of salt and be very wary about whose programs you're following, who you hire as a coach, because it's, it's, it's easy to get lost in, in the bullshit when it, when it's surrounding that. I think we also don't want to
0: like discourage people who want to be trainers, right? Like if, if you had a transformation and you're really proud of yourself and you're like, wow, this feels great. I want to teach other people how to do that. That's awesome. And we want to encourage that. However, there's like a system (laughs) that can definitely help you get better at being a trainer before just like offering your online coaching, right? Like there are trainings, there are certifications, there's mentorship, there's experience that that comes with it um, that you really need to have before, you know, taking on a bunch of clients. Um, So that's kind of what we're saying. We're not saying like, don't pursue it. (laughs) We're just saying you know, take the steps to get the qualifications, the certifications, things like that. Um, And the experience just working with people one-on-one before like promoting a a giant program or something.
1: Yeah. And the reason why I say that, and again, like Heather said, I'm not shitting on everyone who wants to be a coach or who is posting abs on Instagram. Like, I think that's great. I love looking at abs and asses on Instagram, um, abs and asses, abs and asses, but it's just, you know, we, There was one example recently, you know, this, this fitness community group, this guy just posted a picture of him shirtless with his, I don't know, maybe six pack and was like, I'm now taking clients. And it's like, okay, what are your credentials? What's your certification? How long have you been coaching? What's your experience level? And literally had no answer for any of that. And it's just like, what the fuck? Like, so we just want to stress the importance that if you are really wanting results in this to maybe not follow or subscribe to the the next best workout app for nine dollars a month, but really find a good trainer or coach if you have the means, um, you, you know, or vet the people or the brands, if you are going to buy a program, vet them. Like, do they have experience as a coach in person? Do they work with many online clients? Do they have a team of really knowledgeable individuals? Do Most importantly, if you're hiring them to coach you, do they work one-on-one with you? Like, Are they going to provide that accountability for you? So really, you get what you pay for when it comes to fitness, like you're going to if you, you know, pay for your $9 workout app, like how good is that programming really? And what are are you actually wasting your time and money on it? So
0: yeah, and I think that there are definitely reasons like we don't want to discourage someone if they can't access a coach for financial reasons, right? There there's so much benefit to doing that $9 work workout app versus doing nothing, right? Yes. 100%. Like, yeah. So if, you know, if it's a, an accessibility thing, like definitely go with what you can and do what you can. Um we're just saying like if you have the means to like spend the money and you really want that individual attention um, and you can do it and it's accessible to you, like definitely do it because it's, it's going to, you're going to get a lot more from that.
1: And as far as the resilience and confidence piece goes, we will do an entirely different episode on that. You know, as far as like, you know, being confident with yourself in your image out there and your brand and all that we, we plan on doing some future episodes around that. Um, And we've um implemented programs and work with cohorts related to this with awesome outcomes we can discuss, discuss in the future. Um, so yeah, we, let's shift to more of like talking about the the science and misinformation out there.
0: So when we talk about misinformation, um, we're not necessarily bashing a certain type of training or a certain methodology or anything like that, which funny side story I have done before. Um, do you remember that conference we pre- presented at in twenty? 20- was it 2014 2015? Oh, yeah, that
1: was a long time ago. We were little babies back then. So
0: we we presented together at a conference before we were dating. This is when we were I was her boss. Um, We presented together at a conference. And I was discussing like fitness myths. And I remember talking about um, how some marketing would be like, Oh, yeah, you can get long lean muscles, you know, and basically trying to make women feel like they won't get bulky if they train this way. And if they do this, you know, they'll get this. And basically, I, I put a brand in there and just threw it under the bus. I just said the name of it right there. I was like, this brand. I think I even had a picture of it, of their marketing. And I was like, this is terrible. And like going on and on. And then I stopped and I thought and I said out loud, man, I hope they're not sponsoring this. The woman in the front row like unzipped it her jacket, jacket and was something. yeah like an ambassador <laughs> for said Program that I threw under the bus, so that's not what I'm
1: trying to do. Yeah, we're Um. not trying to brash (laughs) in, sorry, bash individual brands here. We're just trying to help educate you on finding the best ones out there in the in good coaches out there because there are a lot of them, and there are a lot of small businesses like us. And you know the the small businesses that are coaches themselves, or they run a little coaching business, and they're great, and they're just not well known, but you know, just we're trying to help people educate themselves in finding that good coach and, you know, make sure you do your due diligence. Just like, you know, when, uh, a coach, you know, assesses you as a new client, make sure you kind of assess them. Like what are their methods? How are they going to keep you accountable? Um, and all that stuff. Cause you want to make sure that you're, you know, you're getting the most, you know, maximum out of it for your, for your dollar. So, so just another note too,
0: on, um, science and um, scientific studies. So we want to express that we appreciate and use science and the findings from science as a background um, for everything we're doing and and guidance based on things that have been been found. Um, specifically, when I was in grad school, like that was I was all about the studies and you can't do this because the studies say this. Um, <laughs> science is ever changing and ever yeah, evolving. And exactly. Well, and science admits that, right? Yeah, they're they're like, hey, you know, we know that we can't find all the answers, but this is the closest we're going to get. So that's what scientific studies yeah. are
1: for. And it's good to keep an open mind. Like if you, you know, believed, well, I wouldn't say believed in, that's probably the wrong way to say it. But if you trusted in one thing and it was found out to be debunked later, well, that's the beauty of science that it can, it can do that for you. And there's no shame in that. Like, this is what the science said a few years ago, but something came out and it's changing and we're allowed to change our opinions and, you know, not get shamed for it because we wrote about it or talked about it. So, oh yeah. Like our first, one of our first blogs
0: was, what was our first blog? Breathing Embracing, which was great. It actually has some of our highest traffic on our website, Um, but we wrote it in like 2016, I think. And I remember going back. I don't know, a couple of years ago and being like, whoa, I need to change some of this. I need to update a few things. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure that we have a lot of blogs out there like that. So, you know, that just because you're a trainer and um, don't be afraid to say something because like you believe in it, you know, like things are going to change and just admit that things have changed and then it's fine. Yeah. Still put yourself out there. Yeah. Um, but where were we kind of going with this was with scientific studies. Um, once you start working with people for a while, you start to realize like we are not, are the people we train have traditionally not reflected the people that have been in studies, um, especially when we work with women, um, or, you know, I was gonna say mostly women. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I think that is changing. I think there's more more and more studies on women, which is great. Um, But things are also not happening in a lab in a controlled environment when you're training someone, right? So you have to keep that in mind. So even if the studies say this, um, you really do have to lean on some of your actual experience as well, when you're working with people, um, and take that scientific stuff into account. um, But also realize that, Everything you're learning through experience and working with a diverse group of clients for a long time is extremely valuable. And um, that stuff can't be taught in a classroom or learned in a lab.
1: Yeah, like science isn't going to tell you what is best for each individual client. So either you as a trainer listening to this or you as a client just know that if you see some you know, scientific study that says, Oh, I shouldn't eat meat anymore. But then you go, you stop eating meat and you feel like complete shit. Well, maybe that's not working for you because you're not, you know, you're not feeling the best. You're not performing the best. So just the best, the the best thing for each person is each person's individual experience with foods, with training. So just make sure you keep that in mind and use the science as more of like a guiding light and, um, you know, see if you can apply it to your life, but don't take it, you know, as the end all be all. Yeah. I mean, everything you learn in the classroom is great, but what six years of college
0: and a ridiculous amount of expensive certifications can't teach you is how to work with different
1: people. Yeah. It's called just get in the field. If you're a trainer and start working with people and stop thinking that everything, you know, is magically going to come to you. Even if you're an Instagram influencer and you want to gain clients, go work with people. It's going to benefit you and your business.
0: All right. I think that's good to wrap it up for today. Um, So hopefully that gave you a little bit of background on like our mission and values and kind of where we stand. Um, But don't worry, we're going to keep it light as well uh, during this time ish. Yep. But if you enjoy this podcast, please share it, uh, rate it, review it, um, share it with your friends. We would love for you to subscribe and uh, follow along if you'd like to hear more.